What up, y'all? It's the Joker's Gallery right here on the Fago Lovers Network. Another edition of Five Piece coming at you. This time we got a very interesting list, which was actually a viewer's idea. Whenever I first read it, I was like, man, there's only like two of them that comes to mind right off the bat. How am I going to fill a list of five? And how are these other gentlemen going to fill a list of five? It's going to be the top duos of all time in the underground scene. Before we get into the top five, I'll introduce the panel. Right here beside me, you got Mike Sears from the Speak Your Clout podcast and co-host of UFCD on Studio 17. What's good, y'all? Gunslot Gallery, five-piece shit. Been the boys in this bitch. And right below me, you got the Larry King of the Underground, the booter of anybody that likes Yum Yum's lore, <laughs> Luke the Goon. That's good. Get ready. Let's go. And special guest, check it in to uh, rank his top five duos of all time. It'll be Robbie from the Twisted History Instagram page. What's up, Robbie? It's me. Uh, hey, just ready to rank. Hell yeah. Whenever this one came up, I was like, who knows a lot of underground shit? Because I'll, I'll hear you on other. Actually, like, you know, I heard you on reviewing uh, uh, Cody Manson's album with Luke. I've heard you on a couple other podcasts. And you're na- you're, you, you were always naming some artists that I never I never really got into. I was like, this dude knows his underground shit, so I want to get him on here to list his top five. But speaking of the top five, I'll get right into it. Mike probably ain't going to dig this one too much. My five spot's going to be King Spade. Johnny Richter and D-Loke of Cottonmouth Kings, they usually did like a small little portion in between the concerts. And it would be uh, it would be uh, D-Loke and Johnny Richter and then uh, Pac would stay out there with them and fucking like pop lock in between their fucking raps and shit. That was always one of the standout parts of the uh, Cottonmouth Kings like live show for me, more so than the actual music that's on the album. I always thought it was really dope how it always broke down into like a King Spade show right there. Then, like I said, I was a huge fan of Pac, and that was whenever Pac, like the spotlight went on Pac there, so you got to see him do all of his fucking pop dance and shit. And then if you, you've had enough weed or enough extracurricular activity that day, that dude looked like he was rubber on stage the way he would move. It was fucking dope. So I had yeah. go ahead and put King Spade at number five for me. Yeah, I got, I got no hate for Pacalika. He can pop. He can dance. Oh, yeah. Pox the shit, man. The one memory I always have of Pac is uh, the 2000 gathering where the gathering wasn't out, you know, in the country some way. It was just in the middle of like pretty much suburbia right around Detroit. It was in a, like a shopping center almost. So cops were right on the outside of the stage. But Pagaliga smoking weed on the fucking stage, flicking the cops off because the cops can't come in unless they're like, unless there's a, you know, they have to be like called in by the venue or whatever. So Pox is smoking weed and flicking them off is 2000. So you obviously couldn't do that in Michigan yet. So I always remember that about him. I was like, man, that motherfucker's cold, man. He don't give a fuck. Because, you know, <laughs> one of those cops could very easily not give a fuck about that law about having to be called in there and just go in there and arrest that dude. And back yeah. then, no cell phone cameras. And he, he would have got away with it. But fuck Pop, man. He just went at him that whole time. Every time he smoked weed, he'd look at them cops and fucking just flick them off because they were arresting like juggalos. But they weren't fucking with the people on stage. So, like, Pac was like, you know, fuck you. Uh, you're not letting my fucking homie smoke. I'll fucking at least flick you off while I'm doing it. <laughs> That's fresh, man. All right, man. Like Joker's Gallery said, this was hard, man. You know, top five for me. Because how many duos in the wicked shit? Think about it. Underground scene. No five for me. Man, fuck the fuck off. 2006, I've seen these dudes. I didn't like them. thought they was whack as fuck. You know I'm going with this. I got Axe Murder Boys. I know I'm only 24 up in this hole, but check it, yo. I was smoking before, some of y'all even was starting to grow. Some of y'all don't even know, so many shows by 18. And by my 21st, I was on the national scene, see? Be given the opportunity to speak my words and yo. 
I didn't like them to 2008 when they dropped the motherfucking um God's Hand on Hatchet House. That album was fire to me. And I like the album Garcia Brothers from 2014. Uh, I mean, these stuff I didn't really fuck with, but uh, those two albums alone, they, they can make the list. And Blood and Blood Out kind of grew on me. Some whack-ass shit on there, but kind of grew on me, but... You know, Garcia Otis is still the one for me. That's still the one from those guys that's like holds up above the rest. Yeah, that's dope too. They got that little reggae song at the end. Like, this is how you do it, Cottonmouth Kings. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. You know? So, my number five, <laughs> number five, AMB. Action of the Boys. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, say what you want about AMB, man. You got to give them dudes props for standing up whenever the crowds would fucking throw shit at them and boo them in those early days, man. They I would keep coming it. back with middle fingers up like Allison yeah. Chains did at the fucking headbanger show that they were getting booed off of. Like, they took that shit for years, years, and years, man. Like, they would come out and sing fuck... They would they'd come out, cover fuck off and still get fucking shit thrown at them, and they'd still fucking stay out there doing their shit. So, man, you gotta at least give them props for that. I mean, talk about a 360 turnaround. Like, I fucking hated them. Yeah, hated. I'll be honest, right? But then when that God's hand came out, I said, "Damn," you know. And I got see your brothers like uh, Robbie said. That's a fire album too. So, yeah, my number yeah. five. Yeah. All right. Um, so my number five is kind of a, uh, I maybe nostalgia, um, but it's a half breed. Half breed is a gang of serial killers. picking them is because these guys like for me they kind of embodied that like horrorcore.com like early 2000s horrorcore sound of that time and like i remember when contamination dropped and everybody was like fucking going crazy over that album and shit at the time uh i mean roc's dope especially back then i don't know i think he's kind of maybe lost his edge a little bit compared to back then he had more of a raw sound and shit to me um uh, yeah. on contact yeah Going by Soul in that era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Changed up his name. That that album was so fucking dope when it came out, and it was really highly anticipated because it was the dude that used to be in House of Crazies with Twisted and the dude that used to be in Two Crazy Devils with Blaze team it up to make a fucking album, and people were wondering if there was going to be four disses and shit like that, beef was going to pop off and shit like that, and then it came out, and it was fucking an underground classic, man. Like you said, it, whenever I think about 2000 fucking underground Hip hop, that would be the album that I think of. I heard uh, Scotty D. He was talking on uh, some podcast. I was listening to him doing an interview, and they asked him for his top five albums of all time, Juggalo related, and he had fucking Contamination in his top five. Wow. So that, I mean, one. Just that album definitely had some love. Yeah, for sure. Do that with the HOKs as well for CDs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I listened to some Half Free today, um, thinking about this list, and. Uh, they need a. They need a. ROC can do that himself. He he's he's good at that shit. He is an audio engineer like professionally. So just go clean your shit up, bring it into the new millennium. Uh -huh. But yeah, those albums are all fantastic. They're so weird about how they handle the HOK and the half breed stuff. It's like why are you releasing why are you releasing vinyls and tapes when people want the C you know the thing that's gonna sell the most is the CDs. And then like we said, we're still waiting on the contamination one. With them ugly ass fucking covers. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> why they dropped the original covers. Yeah. Isn't Eshams like that? Other than like the box set, he changed so, it a little bit. Like whose casket is ugly as fuck. No, I mean yeah. the audio. I mean the audio quality. Oh, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, he's been bringing them back out with with uh, remastered, and they sound really, really good. Yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like we need to get because those used to be pretty poor sound. That's what one of the reasons I can't get into HOK as much as you think I would is because it's the sound quality. It just, especially listening through headphones. Huh. Yeah, and if you got random guys on YouTube that are remastering them, somebody like <laughs> behind the scenes can do something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> See, my number five is Dark Half uh, from LSP. I'm schizophrenic, hearing voices in my head. Been talking with the dead, so it don't matter what you said. Some things will never change. Just put me in the grave. Hey, yo, since the age of 13, been a school book. Got a problem with my life, make a new cut My mother screaming as I try, jumping out the whip My brother crying cause his older brother's losing it Throw me to the mental hospital, St. Luke's Force-fed pills, stared at walls for most of my youth At a young age, I was always picked on Beat up, kicked in the face, always stepped on People always laughing at the rejects Became the funny guy to gain your respect At 18, alcohol became my best friend In no time, I was back in the world again and I still feel like giving up Mark, I'm really sorry that we didn't get to talk enough I was too hard-headed till that day came You may be gone, but your memories R.I.P. Gino, but I think those guys had a really cool um, Just blend of things Like, uh, you know, Damien Quinn is like You know, just laid back, horrorcore sound And then uh, Gino would just bust in with the big Like, you know, almost butt rock hooks That were just like get stuck in your head but also be talking about wicked shit and just uh just dark depressing shit and obviously you know some of that stuff sounds a little uh difficult now since he did pass but uh and just a lot of fucking singing about suicide but uh yeah they're just those those two main records are still in my top rotation yeah in hindsight they're like a lot more sad now yeah for sure yeah dead and dying was like my jam for a long fucking time the hooks are just so. I mean, no one in the scene. I mean, unless like, unless you get like the top of the top, like popularity wise, like has just fucking hooks like that. That's what. That's what I was gonna say. The only person I could even think of that was good as hooks is Gino. Was Madrox. He always reminded me of like he almost had that like Madrox type thing of being able to hit those notes and you know write the hook as well and be able to perform it fucking perfectly. That's what I always thought of whenever I heard some of those hooks. Totally. Yeah, coach it all day, man. Uh, and props to them for having a dope fucking look that wasn't face paint or a it was mask hard. or anything yeah, like that. You got those fucking joke, those Joker cuts, man. Yeah, yeah, like super dope. That look that they had that just makes you stand out from the crew. You know, everybody else wears fucking face paint or like a, or a Halloween mask or something like, or Jason mask. And those dudes had that fucking dope ass fucking like Joker cuts. I always marked out for that shit too. Yeah, they managed to do something new with the look that wasn't cornball. <laughs> like, you yep. know, they looked like juggalo rappers, but they didn't look whack. <laughs> yeah. i go ahead and move it up to my four spot now. I was debating if this would technically be able to make the list, but then I thought about the amount of songs that they have together, even though they're technically not an official, I don't think they ever had an official band together. Tech Nine and Chris Calico. I'm a player in every sense of the word you heard. I'm getting money from these dummies. Flip your chicks so absurd. I'm a player and I pop collars. I'm a player when I don't or when I drop dollars. Them rock rocks. She don't want no softy saying he do when he don't. She don't want no perpetrating nine to five or trying to flunk. She don't want no pump that can't get it crunk. No, she don't. That's how it goes. So my homie Calico, tell him what she wants. She wanna play and not thugs on dubs. We be rolling the twenty twos and threes, popping dudes and fees. I'm in hot pursuit. Of a prostitute, calico knock boots, got slots to shoot, yeah. and I'm pulling out the latex and giving it to who's next, and pulling pull a brunette with unforgettable sex. She's a new new and sweat, and I ain't telling who's wet, and I ain't getting loose yet. So who's next? For who's next? Whenever you look at the discographies, they're on 
every it's almost like they're they're the same it's like almost like tech nine was the name of the band and then chris calico and tech nine was the actual band if you look at some of those records and then the live show was what really made me think of it chris calico and tech put on the best live show in the underground that i've ever seen and that's coming from somebody that's not the biggest of tech nine fans i'm not like a huge technician or anything but that that dude and cali man whenever they were at the gathering and they would do that crazy fucking set they would put you know they they'd make the set list for juggalos and that that shit was high energy they'd be on point with every movement the lights the light show was on fucking cali up there big as he is moving like every step with tech nine going hard man it's a it's about the best fucking rap show you're gonna see. Period. Even on the even just not taking it out of the underground. You go mainstream. That's one of my biggest complaints about like, you know, the more popular rap groups. Even like the classic ones I love is their fucking live shows are boring. Not not Cali and fucking Tech, man. They'll keep you fucking entertained. That's what I always looked liked about them. So I went ahead and put them at my four spot. Even though, like I said, I don't think they ever did a project where it's specifically Tech and Cali called something. But there's fucking 45 tracks I could list so i think uh, that at least earned them a spot at the four spot if if they had like an actual group together they'd probably be in my top two or three so with a little bit of controversy if they should be on there or not i'll put them at four yeah i mean calico's on 75 percent of every tech album like you know at least doing a hook or something so i think that counts yeah that's what i was thinking and then like i said the live show they always did live shows together up until very recently and managed to pull off choreography without looking corny and like yeah uh, just good showmanship yeah their okay. dvds of their live performances are even good like i don't even really like watching icp or twisted or anything like live performance dvds but like tech and cali and back in the day cut they were so good together man it was a performance so it was fun to watch even the fucking dvds of it yeah so Number four for me, relatively new to these dudes right here. When I first seen them, I said, these niggas are whack. I didn't like it, right? Then I seen the video for Brainless. I'm talking about super famous fun sound guys, man. You know? Oh, yeah. That's my number four as well. <laughs> Reunited and it fucking sucks so goddamn hard I could probably bust this nut. Who gives a fuck anyways? It's fun time, gang. We back in the building. Show up at your birthday, smack your children. Hit them in the worst way, smash their feelings. But for real, we came to kill. What you think I'm teasing? Like I just showed up with this machete for no reason. Like I don't want to stab every motherfucking body in this venue. Send you to demons. Really all I want to do is make sure everybody here gets cake and leaves here bleeding. Look, look at the mental state that he's in. I'm in fuck. So you better get a mop and wipe it uh, Like a cut Here's how it goes It's whipstick dubs and eight legs yeah. Stick big hole in your lame face what? Leave a mo nut in your gut in a box of paydays S-O-F-T-G So repetitious Maybe it's just my intuition But there's my kitchen Go do my dishes Shut the fuck up and watch you smack down In fact, just back down Go mind your business Oh, by the way, I just wanna say You ain't ready for white background bitches I don't give a fuck about what you do And you ain't doing shit All you do is talk Use a fraud There's no disputing it I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Let's tag team it, brother. Yeah. You know, uh, that album, man, from the front is banging. Great album. Uh, you know, Whipstick, he's my favorite out the two. Legs is ill. Uh, Outwork was amazing, even though he was in a rap group until, you know, seeing that video and all that. Dudes is ill, man. Yeah, over the, got course of, over the course of the day, I wasn't even sure if I was going to put them on the list because they're so new. Yeah. And then uh, they went from maybe not on the list to number four because I was just like listening to, you know, a little bit of everybody. And I was like, I, uh, most of the people I'm thinking of don't have an album as good as Don't Hug Me From The Front, like, you know, top to bottom. And then like the new singles, like the fact that the same group does as I, uh, oh, I'm going to fuck this up. As I say, uh, <laughs> and positive, like that's, uh, you know, of range like a lot of groups don't have you know unless you get to the top like icp people like that that can do the funny shit and the dark shit equally good most people really fuck up on one of those fronts and uh yeah, those guys can kind of do it all in that sense and they yeah, both yeah. can fucking rap yes yeah. they can rap yeah both of them can they're my number three so i'll go ahead and jump in because <laughs> once it goes around it'll come to me at number three they're my number three like you said very few bands have in the, in the underground, having one album as good as Don't Hug Me From The Front, 
And I actually think How Do You Fit a Cassette in a Discography is a better album. Once I once I really, really started once I really started liking Don't Hug Me from the Front, I went back to the old catalog, and that's something very rare. Oh, that's nice right there, the actual tape. Um, and I went back to the actual, to the old school shit, and it's just as good. It might not be as polished, but you can still see that comedy. It's on there. Even their solo albums, they're both are really good. Totally. So, so they've got, um, you know, they've got almost four albums now. And like you said, I was kind of thinking they're only known for that one album. Can you justify putting them on the top five? And then I went back and looked at the rest of their, of their discography. And like I said, I think how do you fit a cassette in a discography is their best album. So, and that's rare to find. Usually, whenever you uh, like a band signs to a bigger label and you go back to the older stuff, it's kind of shitty and you don't even get into it. And it wasn't the case with uh, Super Famous, so I'll have them in my three spot. That's, that's dope. We all got them on there. Because I was, I was wondering, like you said, have they even been around long enough to justify being on there? But like like Robbie said, man, the music speaks for itself. That motherfucking crawl space off that record. Yeah. Fucking hard, man. And uh, Now that's what I call murder. They, that nigga Whipstick washed Young Wicked on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> That Stone Coast, uh-huh. Steve, that Stone Coast Steve Austin line he had about yeah. the three sixteen bang three sixteen. That shit was dope, man. Still, yeah, that shit was so hard. Legs nasty too. Uh, and the song, uh, the uh, the title track K off the Eight Legs solo album, like, is a whole nother level. That's like super deep and sad. That like, those guys can do way more than most people can do. And I think we're just starting to see that. And like, I think the next couple years are going to be massive for them. Yeah. They deserve it too, because they're fucking ill. Mm-hmm. They remind me of like something that will come out in like the the prime era of the juggles. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, like I was talking about going back to their discography, you, you discover other things. Like one of the first lines that stood out whenever I listened to "Don't Hug Me from the Front" was "Shorty got a body like no, she don't." I buried it. <laughs> that's a that's a throwback to the fucking Pinata song. On 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 uh, how do you fit a cassette in a discography? Yeah, yeah. A song called Pinata. Shorty got a body like a pinata. I'm hitting that. So it's a throwback to that. So once you go back and start rediscovering some fucking classic shit that you know it's, that they're referencing on the new shit, it made it even dope. It's like some you know some ICP shit right there where they go back and re- and touch on some shit in the other songs. Long like, evil smack your bitch ass on the regular. I, I love that <laughs> shit, man. Like Mike was saying, it's like uh, it's like classic Juggalo era shit, but like yeah. it doesn't sound old. It's not dated. It's not a throwback. Yeah. It's not trying to be that. It's they're uh, new music. You know, it sounds like new music. And they're rapping like new rappers, but but like had that energy that I miss. So yeah, super super dope. Fuck yeah, dude! They I got so that. much. They got so much different flavor than it, than the other scene too. Like I almost got to be in a certain mood to listen to <laughs> to acts or something like that. But with super famous man, you can just play that shit. It's just fun. Listen, Luke, did you have I, something to say? I've got a goddamn word in it. <laughs> Actually, Anyways, was, no, no, no. But what I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't. Surprised he didn't Darby all of us. <laughs> oh, what I was gonna say is like, uh, I actually completely forgot to put them on my list. Oh, <laughs> like right under your nose, and I'm just Darby. Like, Darby yourself. I know. <laughs> and, you, and you know them niggas good too. I'm like, I know. I know. Legs is my homie. I completely forgot about this shit. <laughs> I think we I think we covered them well enough for you there though. I know. Shit. Yeah, my well, my number four is kind of a cheat. Um so I mean I don't know if you, you know, it's a cheat. It's a cheat code. Because they're kind of they're big mainstream now. And that's Suicide Boys. Locked in my room, four black walls, tie the noose, no recall, no result, fuck with draw, rather shoot up till I fall. Murder on call with the five nine, 20 years and it seemed like a lifetime, I've been hanging every day from a lifeline, bodies fucking sadder than every night time. Smoke, smoke in that dope off the floor, let me blow, hopefully don't come, don't fuck with y'all, spray paint the walls with blood and whatever, drag you outside, let you rot in the web. I don't think I can explain any better I'm scared from the terror and live for the lesson My birth was an error I would have put them on this motherfucker. Yeah, I, um, I say they qualify. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So, uh, I mean, even I, if you're even if you're questioning it, they played the Gathering in like 2019. So that that fucking that yeah. if you played the Gathering, you you qualify on the list pretty much. Yeah. Fatal Lovers covers you. They covered yeah, the Gathering. They, they they've actually done a song with Swagtooth as well, which was the other thing where I was like, okay. I could have put Swagtooth on here too. Damn, like, <laughs> what the fuck? You got to think about that shit. That's what I was saying, man. Like you really had to think about this duo shit. Once you think, if you think about it, man, there was some pretty good fucking competition. That is crazy. A and B would have got the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but they got their whole their whole catalog is really fucking dope. They have like, so many good songs. They have so many good songs. Antarctica is probably my favorite. And Paris. Oof. Fucking kill, kill yourself part three. Fucking Carrollton. Fucking all dogs go to heaven. So fucking good. And that shit bangs. Yeah. By Otis and Bones. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to edit it out for Mike. <laughs> Just insert your voice saying Suicide Boys. <laughs> It'd be Mike's voice saying my number five, isn't it? Yeah. It's me saying Swag Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep all the other same descriptors. Oh, when they put out God's hand. But whatever. <laughs> all right, Robbie had the Robbie had. Super famous, correct? That's your next yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then it goes back up to me at three for super famous as well. So it's back to Mike at his three spot. <clears throat> number three already mentioned, man. Half breed. Same. Dog. That's my number three as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Contamination, classic. You know, uh, I don't see scraps. Just the dope. Night they it. came home. Oh, and after he came home, yeah, man. Yeah, that's the, the House of Crazies. House of Crazies. Got the mask on and album cover and all that. Yeah, man. Dope shit. There are group like there's certain groups that are like I, I don't know how to say it. So I sound dumb as hell, but like there's certain groups that are groups. Like there's certain groups that are like two dudes and they sound good together. And there's certain groups that like like when I first listened to Half Breed, I had to like really focus on who's who because they pick up each other's trains of thought they tell the same stories like it's like even like house of crazies roc was not as on par with those guys in every verse you know like yeah. you know it's what they're more he's more known for but like those guys were like three separate rappers on the same track most of the time half breed was the same brain you know like they were that sewed up freak show twisted like you know just like they would look you could tell they were writing that shit like having conversations about it, figuring it all out together. Cause it was like, yeah, like sharing a brain, right. And all that. And the beats are fucking good. Like, yeah. That's how Zool is for me now. Like they have one brain between the three of them because they're so cohesive. You almost kind of mix. Like I think echo side Fiend was saying he still has trouble even telling who's who. And he's been listening to them for four years I know. now. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nerd with that shit. So I gotta, I gotta know who's who I gotta learn it. That's, that's like what I do, you know? Sam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, that fucking contamination, bro. And even Last like the the rage of the plague. I mean, like, I was looking through it today, and it's, it's it's crazy how limited their catalog is. But like, it's all top notch. Yeah, that that fuck Halloween joint off the first album is really dope. Mm-hmm. Did Scraps do anything else after that? They did level jumpers, uh, where ROC oh. was just doing the beats, and then it was uh, Scraps and Freeze were doing more like backpacky uh, underground hip hop, and then he did a solo album, and then I think he just retired. I was gonna say, man, that'd be that'd be a nice release, like re-release Contamination, and then a new fucking half breed album if they're still cool and shit. That would be something that would actually get people talking. I know they were talking about it at one point, but I'm sure. I mean, ROC's track record for finishing projects isn't, you know stellar and then also you know if scraps is in and out of doing anything who knows but yeah yeah that'd be a great way to bring them back that would be dope yeah re-release that re-release contamination and a new album at the same time packages it up on some on a pre-sale that that sounds like money for m e and i know zrlc's a lot more active lately posting songs and posting pictures of himself in the studio which i'm always down for i i dig i dig him on the track or his production either one even if he's just producing some shit I would yeah. like half read over some bad mind production or like zombie aristocrats. Yeah. So fucking yeah. Fire. yeah. Yeah. Get the horror all stars together and put together a fucking <laughs> fire throwback project. Too strange. Uh, too strange. KGP. Too strange. That he can rap. That oh, dude yeah. can rap. 
I like niggas that can rap in the yeah. struggle local scene. Nigga, like, none these SoundCloud rappers today, bro. Fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that level jumpers or whatever. You're, I completely forgot about that until you said that. And I, was like, <laughs> I remember that shit. That's why I want to have Robbie on the show. That dude pulls some knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I knew cool. I was going to be on. I had to think about it all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, my number three. Um, I don't want to piss off Robbie here, but I got twisted at number three. <laughs> if everything is going my way, then why does it suck so much to be Eric Ritter today? I'm like the captain of the football team, and every girl who's someone in my school, they want to suck my dick or sleep with me. I get big props and high fives for them quarterback sneaks from the 30-yard line. I never fuck with drugs. I only drink for the buzz. I can handle my liquor, and my daddy is a judge, and he looks out for me. But what about the prom queen? It's been at least two weeks since she's been hurt from a scene. Susan Casada, her mama is a lawyer and her daddy is a doctor. Her pictures in my locker, in my her body's in the lagoon. Underneath the lily pads glow from the moon. Dark watery tomb, consumed a body, then pulled her below. I wrapped her in my liniment coat and slit her throat, then I let go. Not a splash I ever heard, and from that day forward I haven't spoken a word. And from that day forward I haven't spoken a word. I haven't but uh, most tasteless is always my favorite. I love oh, that God. that whole album front to back. Uh, murder, 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 my favorite song. Of all time, me too. Fucking one of the most wicked songs probably out there, bro. Probably the most mentioned track on this count now. Yeah, one of them. If you put it, if you if you count Every up how many times we've mentioned songs, murder, murder, murder is probably number one. Hello. Oh, yeah, brother. Twisted. I mean, there's not much you can say. I mean, we've already said, we've already talked about Twisted enough. Yeah, I'm sure we're about to get into it before a couple mother picks as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All you Juffalos can leave your complaints in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) I'll move it up to number two then. Luke just talked about them. The Minted Duo Twisted. Same. So, yeah. All right. We'll talk about them in a minute. I think my, uh, I guess my number two is going to be kind of, uh, I mean, not really a surprise, but uh, AXE, Billy Obey, oh, Joey okay. Black. Got a Honda Accord, put him in the trunk. Hey, hey, put him in the trunk, fit five bodies or more. Put him in the trunk. Hey, hey, put him in the trunk, play. Oh, good Lord, only fit four. You can bet they get stored in the trunk, though. What I spit for, that head of horns, light off in the night when the trunk close. Put him in the trunk. Billy Eighty slash of these lady rappers ain't a factor, not at all. Pain disaster, the saint, the pastor ain't rock with this. Obnoxious spit, the apocalypse ain't far behind us. Your bars remind us that you are vaginas in the woods. Like I know you see me looking, body bag rap. No notice you'll get put in the trunk. Count, count on that math class table. About to get in them guts, stab that navel. Ride, ride around the city with a shotty and a mask. Joey Black pushing a whip, body in the back. XE stay odd, that's a fact. <laughs> Gap play God in a scrap. <laughs> get popped like you call shop lifting. Better pray we ain't stop and pay a visit. Mind live in hell, let the competition get it. Uh, kill, kill, kill the normal. Let me see if they can fit in the trunk. The early days. Yeah, head of horns. I thought about being sneaky like that, and I realized, nah. Psycho. But... I mean, that mean the head of horns, psycho, Necronomicon. Those are no, three. Right. Yeah, that I, I would have done that too. God damn it, you know. <laughs> but I, they're, they're a trio now, so I said, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, I don't even. I mean, I'm the AXC guy, the Zool, so. But 98 to 2012 minus Mutant, I love everything. Habukun Homicidal got some bangs. But, yeah, they're one of my favorite groups ever. They can really rap, rap, rap. <laughs> you know? Like, the homies that I used to chill with, they didn't even like the Juggalo shit. They heard them, like, they can rap, you know? So, yeah. OG Twisted for me, my number two. And then Luke, sorry, said his number two. Yep. Then we'll go over to Robbie for uh, his. Yeah, so uh, I flipped it and uh, did the opposite of what – it was It was a toss-up the whole time, you know, between the top two boys. Uh, but I thought about the group part of it, and um, I'm just going to go one and two right now because it's kind of dumb to keep mystery or some shit. But uh, to <laughs> me – Twisted as a group, as a duo, since it's like a duo list, like those guys are a duo in a way ICP has never been a duo. Um, just in that they, you know, not quite finish each other's sentences the same kind of way, like I said about Half Breed, but very similar. Like 
they're of one mind in the in the it's like icp can a lot of times come off like jay's project with shaggy there you know which is dope i mean but it's like basically you know public enemy versus run dmc or something you know i want you know the guys finishing each other's sentences are more the duo to me um so yeah i went icp number two because i mean it's icp i'm sure we're about to talk about them on other people's lists so i don't dwell too much on that but then twisted number one for me that's a good point about the duo part because we talk about it on this show all the time. Those early ICP albums, Shaggy was pretty much a glorified hype man. And then it was never like that with Twisted. It was always, you know, split right down the middle. It would usually be one verse from one, one verse from one, and a shared verse from one, or just one verse from one verse and an extra chorus or whatever. And like you said, so that's a, that's a pretty good point to bring up whenever you're ranking it as a duo. Because like you said, it's right there close close to close, you know, neck to neck right there between ICP and Twisted. Whenever you look at over a 20-year catalog of classics that right. we all grew up with, it's like, how, how do you find the hairline to define who's one and who's number two? And that's where I found it was I was like, you know, yeah, discography-wise, it's neck and neck for me. Um, I, 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 I think I like Twisted a little bit more, but it depends on the day of the week, honestly. But duos-wise, I think they get the edge for me. I can't argue what the duo was, and like you said, yeah. still making music even, what, 25 years into the game and still making music that I'm surprised that they can make music that sounds like that as good as it sounds. And I've listened to this band since 98. <laughs> and I'll right. still, sometimes, I'm, sometimes I think it's other musicians on the track, but nope, it's Jamie Madrox. <laughs> <laughs> so, surprising. Just, 30 years definitely, Yeah, impressive discography, especially whenever you look at the variety, especially the newer shit they're doing, it's totally different. You look at how good Most Tasteless is, then you go to like a Generation Twisted and see how good a song like Magic Spells sounds, and it's just like it's pretty crazy that Most Tasteless evolved into that. The guys that made Home Sweet Home are doing, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Warped Tour Rock, like it's, but like it, you know, not in a way that uh, sounds like the guys that did Home Sweet Home are trying to make. It doesn't, it, you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like Mutant. Right. <laughs> like music yeah, exactly. sound like rappers trying to sound like rock. Like the new shit sounds like rock music. Sounds like what sounds they like, wanted to sound like. Yeah, whether you like the sound or not, it sounds like music that's popular on the radio. It sounds like every you know radio rock song you, you hear. All right, listen to mutant. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> I can't stand this new shit, bro. I'll be honest. Oh my god. Uh. I thought Mad Season was the best album well, by Twisted since Abominations. I, I can't yeah. judge it. I didn't listen to. Yeah, that season was good. That's old school sounding Twisted. If you want, if you want like most tasteless in 2020, as close as you're gonna get to it is Mad Season. I think. As soon as I heard that record, I fucking loved it. It's got the old vibe, but it's got the new. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good mix. Like it's. It does. It doesn't sound like intentionally throwbacky, mm. but it sounds like the things vibe wise that you love about it. That's. That's that season. I do think is like a top five. Yeah, I was surprised by it because I, I kind of wonder if I was ever going to hear another album I liked as well as Abominations after Generation Nightmare because it sounded so different from mm -hmm. what Twisted it sounded like previously, and it was the direction I wasn't expecting. And then Mad Season came out, and I was like, man, this sounds like they picked up in 2013 right after they fucking dropped Abominations, which is my fucking favorite album of all time. When we had talked about it right before it came out on a Fago Lovers uh, show. And had talked about, like, is this going to be a throwaway, you know, like, not throwaway, but, like, something hodgepodge, put it together real quick because there's a pandemic. Yeah, because uh, to be in my top five is bananas. Their tour had been shut down, so we, we were speculating it was, like, a, it was just going to be, like, a, it, tracks that were for, an, like, an, a tour EP, you know, like, they always throw together four or five songs right. that they just got sitting around, and we thought it was going to just be a collection of those. But, man, that sounded like a fucking studio album that they started recording in the studio from day one to me. Totally. Yeah, but ICP number one. Chop! Easy choice, we don't blow the crib! 
that's what all three of us have, correct? Yep. Correct. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think they just have a catalog that's unfuckable with, like, unfuck, unfuck withable. <laughs> I would not fuck that catalog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. Her body <laughs> work is ridiculous. I, I think the reason that put ICP at one for me and twisted it too is just ICP success. They've got, they've got multi-platinum albums. The tours that they do are bigger. They've been on bigger tours. They they just always they're just more successful. And like I said, the the music. If you listen to the music, man, I would literally have to sit down and go track by track and like put a number beside each one and then tally them up because I like the music pretty much equally on both sides. But then I just look at it on a, a level of success. Played Woodstock, got invited to Woodstock, just made their own movies, got the gathering for. 20 plus years now they're just a, they're i mean they're just in a they're, they're almost like coca-cola in the juggalo world how, how people say they want a coke whenever they're talking about a pepsi or an rc or whatever whenever you're talking about juggalo world it's like icp mm-hmm. and honestly like fuck the juggalo world like they have a career like most mainstream artists don't have like especially if you look at that like 98 through 2003 window like what huge artists were like wrestling in the two biggest companies in wrestling played woodstock 99 like appeared on mad tv like they just have like just so many weird career highlights that like legendary shit yeah howard stern yeah yep. left and right getting parodied on saturday night live which is only like reserved for the biggest of the pop pop icon stars and fucking their their fucking parodying icp like multiple <clears throat> times they've been a jeopardy question like they're pop, they're pop culture icons. That that movie point. family. I'll show you this yeah. actually, right quick. I got this album yesterday. It's by a like a kind of experimental hardcore band. Nothing to do with Juggalo shit whatsoever. This band's called The Arm. The album's called Ultra Pop. Pop it open, right in here. <laughs> like the Juggalo face paint. Like that's how iconic their shit is. It's like, it's a it's a cultural reference at this point. You know, it's not yeah. even about a band. Yeah. They're Hulk Hogan at this point. Like, right. They're that kind. They're on that level. Like you talked about uh, the face paint on that album right there. It reminds me of Grand Theft Auto. Shaggy Two Dope was basically in that fucking video game. Mm-hmm. They didn't call him Shaggy Two Dope, but it was Shaggy. He had the fucking, fucking red dreads and the red paint from the Wraith era. Fucking yeah. meth head Wade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember, remember Shaggy on the Palcas. Like, of course they're going to make my character a fucking meth head. <laughs> He's like, that's cool, though. At least I'm in a fucking game. Fuck you. <laughs> man, Jay and Shag, Border's all here, man. That's what they're my number one. That music is right here, bro, forever. So. They also basically yep. had two of their own video games, those backyard wrestling Backyard games. wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Appeared on several um, Cartoon Network shows. Mr. Too Dope, perhaps you would care to read for the ladies and gentlemen of the jury the lyrics from your popular song, Blacken Your Eyes. Filled your head with lead because I want you dead. Girly, girly bitch, you freaky, freaky bitch. What could possibly be offensive about that? No, I mean, that's deplorable. Your songs drove my client's roommate to kill himself. Would that be an accurate statement? Uh, Allow me to interject, please. Uh, We at Insane Clown Posse are very, very active in the community. We work with a number of local charities. Yeah, like we read to dead people. Sammy the Gerbil and his Muffin Adventure. We also spit fire. No further questions. They were in, a, they were in like a, a courtroom. I can't remember what the thing was. It was funny though. They were, yeah. they were like, they were like, repeat your lines. And I think it was from blacking your eyes. Was the lines that they repeated on the show? <laughs> <laughs> of all things. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, but I mean, like that movie Family that came out a couple years ago. Like people see that cover and they know exactly what it's in reference to, what it is. Like, I mean, uh, even the the march. Like, depending, you know, no need to get into whatever everyone's opinion of that is but like the fact that that was like headline news is you know this band from for all intents and purposes this you know joke band from the late 90s to a lot of people like did something that was big enough to be on fucking cnn and gotten you know like in 2019 or whenever the hell that was 2017 and to just stay relative for as long as they have you think about 
And I'm not talking about just when they first got popular in Detroit. I'm talking about when, like, when the Malenko shit happened and they blow up and they're in, like, you know, they're in Spencer's and uh, Hot Topic and all that shit. And they're still around. Like, you look back at all those other bands that were popular back then, very rarely are any of those bands still left or put out new music consistently or tour. Like, ICP's the only one that I can think of that has never fallen off at all and have continued to always put out music and, and every year at least do the gathering. Like, they've never fallen off for 20-plus years. They've always they've always kept in the mainstream light like i said it's fucking impressive and i can't think of anybody that's done it like you could say like you know metallica when you know they blew up whenever the black album happened in 91 92 but yeah. then they took them fuck you know sometimes it takes them eight years to put an album out well, we don't need to we don't need to <laughs> keep too much praise on the uh <laughs> but, but, that, but that's what i'm saying we we freak out when it takes icp four metallica yeah. will take eight to ten that's true, and, yeah. And I mean, I can't think of anybody that stayed as consistent as them. They've worked their ass off for it. So I think they just deserve the one spot. And like Mike said, without them, I don't know if any of us would be here. <laughs> uh, that's why I never Absolutely. liked the fucking juggalos. Like, I like boondocks and twisted, but I'm not a juggalo. Get the fuck. But I'm a juggalo, but I don't like ICP. Nah, fuck that. You gotta like the clowns. <laughs> My opinion. I'm gonna fuck what Von J said. That was, yeah. that was Violent J trying to sell albums, though. He's like, yeah. you know, if you don't like me, you still buy my other fucking artists on my label. <laughs> he probably wouldn't like say that anymore. <laughs> he, he said that uh, in the, um, the well, the Fago Lovers interview that he did. Yeah. Where he said, you know, their juggalos don't even listen to our music. Yeah, I do think that's true. Actually, if you go see some of those motherfuckers that just look like they like to camp at the gathering, like they don't I even, they don't even hear music of any kind, <laughs> like maybe some oh, EDM. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely there's definitely people at the gathering that are bumping like EDM or like some country music out of their fucking camper, and you're like, these people are just here because they like to get fucked up for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, and he might have also been referring to twisted fans because he didn't want to alienate them as well, like people who were like like twisted maybe more. But still, kind of listen to ICP. He didn't want to be like, "Oh, you guys aren't juggalos." So then they're like, "Oh, well, I'll fuck you too." You know what I'm saying? Oh, well. he, he didn't seem like he cared to alienate anybody in that, in that fucking interview. I <laughs> think <laughs> <laughs> like his point was to alienate everybody he could. <laughs> Go ahead and get into some honorable mentions before we get out of here. Most of mine that I had written down got mentioned. I got a couple that didn't, though. I thought Gorilla Voltage had the potential to really probably work their way into the top five had they that put out a few album. more albums. Yeah, Gods and Claws. They stuck around a little bit. I mean, even like Mr. Gray on uh, the recent Cabal album, like he's still fucking great. They just yeah. were on the Ascent, or Ascent is up, <laughs> right? I don't know. They were, yeah. they were on their way up and then fucking ended so yeah but I, I i thought about them too and i think if they would have had a little bit more time they would definitely be on there and with that album it came out and they didn't tour behind it or anything it was kind of almost like they were broken up already when that great album came out so i'd have liked to see them like being able to you know open for twisted or open for you know the axe tour or something like that and play that album live because like mike said that shit was fire and their uh their first album was really good and even the uh damn dirty apes album was good even the unreleased tracks like the the tracks that got scrapped b-sides album they put out was good like they they had really good chemistry but just like you said it seemed like they were broken up before the shit even hit the shelves oh and clockworks putting out shit too uh them chains i think is the project mm -hmm. name and those have been fired so they're just you know and they don't sound anything like gorilla voters tracks so those are just talented musicians all around uh one thing i was gonna say originally was on my list and this is probably not uh, we'll see we'll see uh but uh was uh the, the two years where uh Bedlam was just a duo with uh, Madness and uh, Prozac. I thought, you know, when uh, when they became a duo, I thought that's when Prozac really had to step his game up rapping, and uh, and their vibe got a lot darker. Uh, you know, Madness is Madness, but uh, I thought that was really when really when Prozac became the guy who then went in to do Project Dead Man. I, yeah, I was gonna joke, I was gonna joke and be like number one Bedlam, and then wait for a while. And I was like, Plane. Since you I'm mentioned Pro Project Dead Man, that that was on my honorable mention list. I love that fucking album. As soon as I, as soon as I heard Mikey Clark was producing a dude from Bedlam, I was like, "Fuck, I'm giving this a listen." And I listened to it, and it sounded fucking dope. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't consider that a duo, just because, like, you consider any producer that produces an album with a, you know, an artist a duo. Depends how they bill it. Yeah, yeah. they build it. They were both on the cover. It yeah. both got a rap for me. Yeah, that's how I am too. You know what I'm 
they could do all but gang styles one of my favorite groups of all time. They don't, you know, for me, don't rap, but my own mentions. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. My bad. Another, a group I had for like the live experience because I can't say I ever really bumped a lot of their studio albums was Potluck. It seemed like they opened up tons of Juggalo concerts. They always had really good energy and always it's a hard it's a hard job to open for Juggalo fucking shows. Like I've seen Guar fucking get booed off the stage. I love Guar by, by ICP <laughs> fans on fucking Halloween night and fucking Potluck always came out there and won over fans immediately. I didn't ever really see them get lit up with shit. Like, you know, I was talking about AMB. They've been on the fucking label for six years and ain't getting the fucking response that Potluck would live. So I want to <laughs> give them a shout out. I always really dug their live show. I forgot the name of the song, but it's on Pipe Dreams. Monoxide just catches a fucking body. I forgot the name of that shit, but it is fire. <clears throat> yeah, Monoxide, man. I think we covered that in the... Uh, top five verses of all time. I think he was in and like, I think he was on 80% of our top five <laughs> verses for everybody. That dude's been catching bodies for the last decade now. It's fucking crazy. Uh, a couple other ones I have that didn't really make a big enough impact, but I had written down just in case we needed to talk about some. The have nots I thought was a cool concept and I always really dug uh, the way Big Hoodoo and ABK sounded together and then drive by. Especially that was one I considered for sure. Especially if you put like the actual like all the songs that Blaze and ABK did from like the early days in there, then they would be in my top five for sure. But since those weren't actually drive-by songs, I didn't put them on the list. Cool right. dang, da, 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 dang, original. Yeah, that shit go hard as fuck. Yeah. Um, I'm like coulda been's level. Uh, e and J are just you know just E Sharm and J doing a whole project together that wasn't fucking what ended up with that Supervillains album would have at that time would have been something else, but just fucking didn't happen ever. Um, and then yeah, I gotta give love to the early acts, the the two man acts. Um, I, I didn't put them on the list just because I, I considered it as like you know in that window, and then I just think they got so much better when Lee joined. So I Oof. was like, you know, gotta go, where, gotta go where you know credit where it's due, kind of thing there. But yeah, those first three albums, three, yeah, are fantastic. Head of Horns especially is Oof. classic in my opinion. I always say with with Axe, with Lee Carver, I compare it to whenever Nirvana got Dave Grohl. Like it took something that was really good and was going to be good anyways and then took it to level 11 by him being in the band. Like Kurt and uh, Butch Vig, who produced Nevermind, both credit Dave Grohl as being the magic that, you know, that made Nirvana stand out. I think that's what Lee Carver is. He's the fucking you know, the magic that just made that shit so much, you know, so much more fresher to another level. Cause you didn't think it could be that much fresher. And then all of a sudden he hits and he takes it up to that with his lyrical skill. Yeah, absolutely. Billy obeys my favorite, but Lee's the best lyrically in my mm -hmm. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That, that crawl space song you were talking about. Oh my God. That's not Lee Carver. Come on. <laughs> all dead. <laughs> yeah. Come on. If, if if you're gonna try to use an alias, you can't burn the mic like that, like only Lee Carver could do, and then expect <laughs> nobody to know that ain't Lee Carver. <laughs> I, got, I got two honorable mentions, man. Uh, Luke said them: Suicide Boys and uh, Swag Tooth, definitely. That Dead York, oh man. Yeah, I gotta listen more Swag Tooth. I think I like when when Ouija was first first coming on the scene. I listened to like a couple of their albums and was like, yeah, it's good, but I never went back. But I think it's about time. Uh, he talked about could have been one that I would put was the original Bloody Brothers, which was supposed to be Violent J and Mars. If you remember yeah. Mars's performance oh, on Tales from the Lotus Pod, imagine it would be basically be like Boondocks style, like first album, but with Violent J and Mars. That'd have been fucking super fresh. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. That was one. That was one of those like comic book news or something like that that dropped, and then like Mars, you know, they got, got booted off the label and never happened. They said it was going to be Shaggy instead. Jay said, Jay said he made that decision because he didn't feel right doing a group without Shaggy, but it just so happened that Mars got kicked out off the label <laughs> at the same time. So it just worked out that. for him there. I love when they did that comic book news, and like by the time it hit shelves, <laughs> it was already it was yeah. already wrong. <laughs> it's like all the previews in the albums and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, by the time you get the albums, there'll be dates that have already passed, and like that shit didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, still waiting on my fucking clown heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, they got a lot on the plate right now, man. Clown heads, the Violent J like solo EP thing, Yum Yum Bedlam, the Gathering. 
Maybe they'll all be out by next week. We'll, we'll, in a perfect world, we'll be the fucking comic book news. All that shit's going to have already <laughs> by the time this episode comes up. <laughs> I, was, I was actually wondering if they were going to do a surprise drop at the gathering of Yum Yum. Because it seems like if you could release it at Hallowicket, you could release it at the gathering and probably sell 4,000 more copies. Because yeah, it's hard um, to sell physical copies, and you and if you sell it at the gathering, you've got it right there. Your audience is right there. They don't have to order it online. You don't have to pay $10 for shipping. Like, you sell a fucking lot more. I think Hollow Wicked is wishful thinking, too, as well. I mean, we were supposed to get it in, in December, I don't know, Christmas. Yeah. Eight months later. <laughs> like. On Christmas Day. There's yeah. got to be something. Mean, if there's not something at the gathering, like a, a sampler, something. Yeah. It's not even note one has not been recorded. <laughs> yeah, by now we were supposed to have Yum Yum Bedlam and all four seeds of the, of the <laughs> yeah. brand, so. various EPs. Yeah, I did see uh, Stray Jacket say he was back in the studio working with them, so that's good to hear. Yeah, it is good to hear. Because from the lore, that's that's what what I mainly picked up on is it didn't sound like anybody was there engineering the shit. It sounded like they sound like, it sound like they were doing it through email. Yeah, I I think I like that Yum Yum Lore stuff better than most people do. But the thing I don't like about it, like the thing that takes it down a hundred <laughs> notches for me, is that it sounds physically sounds terrible. Like I think those songs would be better songs. <laughs> Look at his finger on the button. <laughs> uh, go fuck yourself, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, but leaning like, up all close, late and shit. I think the biggest issue with all their recent shit is just the mixing of it. Like the the vocals don't float above the rest like they used to, and it makes it so you don't give a shit. It's like it just it just makes the songwriting sound bad. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> it it almost reminds me when they produced that their own album. I always forget which one it was, the Calm or the Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, one of them, they pre- and it kind of reminds me of that. It's just it's just like you said, it's kind of boring. It doesn't, nothing stands out to. You. And there's also nobody in there telling them something doesn't sound good. Like Mikey Clark will tell them, you know, that shit don't sound. I don't like how that sounds. If you if you're doing shit just over email and shit like that, like no, there's nobody there to tell you that. They're just working with what you're telling them you want. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that there's like an engineer in there because I know Stray Jacket was on, you know, engineered F- Fearless Fred Fury, and that's my favorite non-Mikey Clark Joker card. So I'm it glad he's is. back. Yeah, yeah. What well, we talked about it on that on the uh, past week's show. If you haven't seen that yet, the top five second deck songs with Darby O'Trill. We talked about it. Just we never thought ICP would sound that good again, and <laughs> they accomplished it with that Fearless Fred Fury. So I'm definitely looking forward to see. If uh, Straight Jacket comes in there and and the new tracks sound better than the lure, because that's that was my biggest problem. I said from day one, man, Shaggy fucking sound. Shaggy killed it on lure, like his lyric, just lyrically. Loyalty, yeah. but yeah, yeah, Dude. just everything, man. Everything stood out from Shags, and then like I said, it's just the production that just that, didn't make that it candy sound. Man was yeah, not candy garbage. Man. Sorry, but it was. <laughs> I don't think I think, maybe not voice wise, but I think. Skill-wise and lyrically, and I mean, it's probably you know midnight be hitting bright in it still, but like I don't think Shaggy's ever sounded better than he does now. No, like as a rapper, as far as skill-wise as a rapper, yeah. he's he never rapped like he did on Fury before. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm thinking about fuck the fuck off, motherfucker too. He was killing that shit so right like yeah. there's parts there's times when i think his voice sounded cooler or where he was like doing shit that i think was funnier or whatever whatever but like as a rapper i don't think he's ever been as good as he is now i thought jay killed it on fearless fred fury too though so yeah, oh, for sure so oh, yeah, I mean, he, he's showed re- very recently that he's able to do it it's just fucking like i said it's getting that fucking right engineer in there that can tell him when shit ain't sounding right just do another as take a, <laughs> as an artist everything you i remember oasis is famous for saying this about they said it about their uh, "Be Here Now" album. They were like, "We had a hundred thousand dollar fucking stereo system. We're listening to our own voices and own music coming out of stereo that costs a hundred thousand dollars. Of course, it sounds good to us, right? <laughs> so you know, if it's your own music, it's gonna sound fucking good. So you gotta have that engineer that ain't scared to go in there and tell you, man, we need to redo this, or you know, that pitch ain't right, or fucking work on this. Um, hopefully, that's what Stray Jack. Hopefully, that's what Stray Jack is doing now. Shout out to Liam Gallagher. He's a mean motherfucker. <laughs> Moody ass nigga right there. 
before we get out of here, I want to uh, get Robbie to remind everybody where they can get at the Twisted History Instagram page. You said it. <laughs> uh, at Twisted History on Instagram. Uh, I've been, I, I got to pick that back up. I've been a little bit lazy, but um, pretty soon I'll get through the the uh, Independence Day era and, and move on to the next. And uh, yeah, I've been basically, if you don't know what it is, chronicling from the earliest House of Crazy stuff. And, you know, eventually we'll get to whatever eventually is uh just you know of twisted's history read it front to back like a book and it's in detail man it's like there's what multiple hundred of posts up there detailing everything from like the house of crazy days anything that he could locate about it's 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 almost like you're reading a chapter of a book with each post it's really well done and he made me smile one day he put that fucking lotus oh four gathering picture i never you know i've seen it since i was there so the yeah fucking, the Burlap sacks and a fucking butcher aprons. Man. That's the goal is to bring smiles. You know, I mean, like the reason I started it originally was just because like it was so easy to find ICP shit online and like twisted shit was you got to dig and dig and dig through old weird archives and stuff. So just to centralize it in one place and like, you know, show people what's up. Fuck yeah. I remember you found the uh, Dark Lotus flyer that I hadn't seen since Halloween in 98. I remember Mark and I talking about making you smile whenever you seen that. I was like, oh, shit, I ain't seen this fuck thing for fucking 20 years, man. That's dope as shit. You know, I've seen like four of those since then, but I had to like hit people up and ask and like have people dig through their arc. Like that took some, there's been some stuff that took some work, so I'm, I'm yeah, it glad it's coming out. It seems like a lot more stuff starting to drop. I know like on YouTube, there's a, there's like a couple of accounts that are fairly new that are dropping some shit I've never fucking seen before. Like the the Twisted performance from the, like the 98 House of Horrors tour. Like yeah, that was just that. And you put me onto that. And that was the Twisted performance. Basically, it's, I didn't see that actual one, but that's the one I seen at Halloween at 98 when I always talk about same same way they were dressed, same set list and everything. So it was cool to see that because I've still yet to find anything from Halloween at 98 ever video-wise. I've been looking for that shit. Every time I run across one of those dudes in the fucking museum that has like video and nobody ever has it. I don't know if it was because it was the, it was on Devil's Night that year and like the and the actual Halloween was in St. Louis. So maybe, maybe they videotaped that because you can find the St. Louis one. But I've been looking for Harpo's 98 fucking footage for fucking 22 years. And I'm just saying it, maybe it'll be out someday. Like the even the thing that, you know, we were just talking about that's on, is it Bootleg Gathering is the name of the uh, YouTube page, I think? Yeah, I think so. But, uh, you know, it's the first time I had ever seen footage of them performing with the hoodies and blue camo shorts. And, like, oh. they didn't make oh, it out yeah. this way till 2000 just because, you know, just the way touring went. Yeah, uh, so I just thought that was just some, uh, something I would never see, and so the fact that I saw it two weeks ago for the first time, like, I love that shit's still popping up and still getting dug out of the you know weird archives some guy has in the back of his crawl space. Crawl Daddy's back there pulling out tapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's those old bootleg tapes we all used to talk about. We always talk about we traded them back in the day before there was YouTube and shit. The way you did it was you had an Angel Fire page. It had everything that you had on VHS listed, and then like you know, other homies had the same. And you look, compare, tell them what you want off theirs, tell, and they tell you what what they wanted mm -hmm. off yours. You dub it, so it's not even that good of a copy of a fucking tape. Then you send it to each other. I think I got that, 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 Eclipse. Yeah, that's, that's how like that's how that shit came along back then. That's how I seen all that shit. That's my second favorite look they ever had. The hoodies yeah, and the camo absolutely. show. My first is Freak Show. I fucking really? I love that. Era. The the one the the whole most tasteless there like uh, the, the 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 baby powder and and the original <laughs> like uh, spider legs when that first shit first started popping up that's I mean because like, that's the first time I saw them probably you know like just in magazines and everything so I think that's always going to be what they the perfect what they look like in my, in my opinion yeah so I remembered them from Howard's I'd seen Howard Stern that interview where they they like stuck twisted on as their quote unquote bodyguards. And they're wearing the they're wearing what they wore on stage plus fucking lucha masks. So I mm -hmm. thought twisted I thought twisted wore lucha masks, and then I seen them at Hallowicket, and I was like, "Fuck, did they they forget their mask tonight or what?" <laughs> <laughs> that was just old cool psychopathic. We didn't have time to put makeup on. Look, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was dope though. See them just in the hoodies, getting it just now being able to say I got to see them just rocking the hoodies because I fuck I think only like ten shows got to see that or something like that. Right, exactly. And by the, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. The fact that that shit's still coming up, that's like half the reason I started it was just to get all that shit out there. And then the fact that maybe that's inspiring people to pull out their weird old tapes and put that shit up, like, 
couldn't be happier. So yeah, go check it out. Go pull out your weird tapes. That's what I was gonna say. Is I think like sites like uh, Twisted History is probably making people think like I got some of that freshness locked away on VHS, and they're probably ordering one of those twenty dollar converter things where you convert convert your fucking VHS to a digital and put it on. It's fucking super dope. Like those uh, couple Carnival Carnage era shows that popped up a couple years ago of ICP. I never thought I'd see that. Right, and that's, it just, that shit's just super fresh to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes out for sure. The fact that it's like new, unearthed shit, multiple times a year is crazy that it's not up yet. But yeah, I'd love to see it. Oh yeah, it's gonna wrap up this episode of the top five duos in the underground. If you disagree with any of our picks, put it down in the comments. You think we snubbed anybody? Put it down in the comments. Got an ideal for a top five. This one came from a viewer. Put it in the comments. Want to be on the show? Put it in the comments. We'll be back next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Fago Lovers Network. This is Five Piece. We out. <laughs>